Alrighty, good evening. We are at the bottom of Yud Zayin Amabet 17b. We uh, just had started a new chapter, the third chapter of Brachot. Um, and we just inferred from the Mishnah, it seemed from the Mishnah, that if your deceased relative is in front of you, um, then you are exempt from saying Shman, from praying, and from wearing tefillin, and from all other mitzvot. But the inference was is that as long as they're not in front of you, so if you're in a different room, for instance, um, then you would be obligated. And now we're going to begin the Gemara. So three lines, four lines down from the bottom of 17b, where we will see otherwise. Where we'll see uh, a, a, uh, a question on that inference. So that first for the inference, It sounds like if it's in front of you, then yes, you are exempt. But if it's not in front of you, then you're not exempt. But we seem to have a Baraisa that contradicts this, that says, Somebody, uh, if somebody has a uh, corpse or uh, somebody has a deceased relative lying in front of them, then um, um, he should eat in a different house. And if he does not have a different house to eat in, he should eat in somebody, his friend's house. If he does not, if his friend doesn't have a friend that has a house to allow him to eat, then he should make a partition between himself and the corpse and eat. If he has nothing to make a partition with, he should turn his face away from the deceased and eat. And one should not eat and recline. So you shouldn't eat in a relaxed type of fashion um, because you should be focusing on the uh, corpse. You should not eat meat. You should not drink wine. And you do not make the blessings before eating. And you do not say the grace after meals. We are now on Yudches Amod Aleph, 18a. And the others do not make a blessing for you um, in order to be motzi, in order to allow you to fulfill your blessing obligation. And you cannot be part of a zimun. When three people eat together, there's a special introduction said before the grace after meals. You cannot be part of that group who are doing that together. And you are exempt from saying Shema, from praying, and from wearing tefillin. And from all mitzvot that are stated in the Torah. However, if it's Shabbos, when you anyways cannot bury, then may save, then you're allowed to recline and eat. And you can eat meat, and you can drink wine. And you can um, bless, you bless before eating. And you bless after eating. And someone or somebody can make a blessing for you to help you fulfill your blessing obligation. And you can be part of the Zimun, that group of people that uh, say the grace after meals together. And you are actually obligated in all of the mitzvot that are stated in the Torah. And then Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, Because you are obligated in all of these, you are obligated in all of the mitzvot on Shabbat. Um, so before we go on to talk about what the contradiction from this Baraisa to the Mishnah is, we're just going to point out one thing. 
The Omar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan asked or said, "My Beinaihu, what is the difference between them?" It, we had the one opinion that says that on Shabbos, somebody who did not yet uh, bury their deceased relative is actually obligated in all the mitzvos, and then we had Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel who added, "You're obligated in all of the mitzvos." So, what exactly is Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel adding? So we answer. The difference is, is marital relations. There's a mitzvah to engage in marital relations on Shabbos. So what we're suggesting is, is that the sages in the Brisa felt that you do not have to fulfill your that mitzvah of marital relations um, if you have not buried your the deceased. Whereas on Shabbos, whereas Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel is adding that you should fulfill your obligation, the mitzvah of having marital relations on that Shabbos. Okay, now we're going to go back, though, to talk about what the contradiction is. Katani mihas. Um, so nevertheless, we taught as follows in the Brisa. It says, Patr mi kriyashma, umin ha umin ha And it says that you're exempt from the shema, from prayer, and from tefillin, and it did not differentiate. It seemed to be that even if you're not in the presence of the deceased, of the deceased you still are exempt from shema, prayer, and tefillin. We call mitzvahs amores and from all the mitzvahs that are stated in the Torah. Whereas the Mishnah seemed to say that only if the body is in front of you, you are exempt. But as long as it's not, then you are not exempt. So how do we reconcile the Brisa and the Mishnah? Omar Rav Papa, Rav Papa explains, Targama amachazir panav ochel. Explain the Brisa that we're referring to when you turn your face and then you eat. In other words, the Brisa agrees that if the body is in front of you, then you are exempt, whereas if the body is not in front of you, then you are not exempt, just like the inference from the Mishnah. And when the Mishnah talked about being exempt and all being exempt from everything, it was specifically referring to the case where you are in front of the body, you don't have anywhere else to go, just you turned your face to eat. So in such a scenario as well, that's when you are exempt from the Shema, the Tefillah, the, the Davening, and the Tefillin, and wearing Tefillin, and all of the other mitzvahs. So that's one way to reconcile the contradiction. And now we have a second way to reconcile the contradiction. Rav Ashi Amar Rav Ashi says, Being, or as long as the deceased body needs to be buried, it's as if it's right in front of you. It's as if it's right before you. So when the Mishnah, so the inference uh, from the Mishnah that seemed to say if it's not in front of you, then you are exempt, it, we, we, we misunderstood it. It really means, because as long as it's not buried, it's considered in front of you. So what the Mishnah is really saying is regardless, if it's in front of you, which means either in front of you, actually in front of you, or just not buried yet, regardless, you are going to be exempt from Shema and all other mitzvos, And that's how we reconcile the Mishnah with the Brisa, which would seem to agree. Now, from where do we know that if the body is not yet buried, it's as if it's right in front of you? Shanemar, as the verse says, Vayakam Avraham me'al meso, And Avram got up from the face of the, his deceased. And right after that, it says, So I may bury my dead before me. So we see that even though Avram left the deceased body, the body of the deceased, so his wife Sarah's body, we still 
it's still described as may see milfanai, my dead that is before me. So as long as the body's not buried, it's considered as if it's before you. So Kozman Shemutala Lovely Kovro, as long as you still need to bury the body, Kimutala Fanovdami, it's as if it is right in front of you. Okay, now we're gonna talk about some other questions on the Mishnah, other contradictions that we can find. Okay, so we are about 17 lines down on 18a, Yilchesamud Aleph. Meso in Avamishamrolo. It seems to be from the Mishnah that if it's your deceased, so it's your uh, relative, that's when you're going to be exempt from the mitzvos. But if you're just guarding the body, it's not your relative, then you would not be exempt from the mitzvos. Vahatanya, but didn't we learn in a brisa? Didn't we learn in a brisa? Hamishameris ames. If you are guarding a deceased body, a dead body. So even though it's not your dead body, so it's not your relative, you are exempt from saying Shema and from davening and from putting on tefillin. And from every mitzvah that is stated in the Torah. So what do we see? So we see that this seems to imply that whether it's your body or not, as long as it's um, you're guarding the body, you're actually exempt. So how do we reconcile the contradiction? So we answer, Mishamro, Afopisheno Meso, and Meso, Afopisheno Mishamro. Really, the Mishnah and the Bryce are teaching us two different things. The Mishnah is teaching us that um, if it's your relative, even if you are not guarding the body, you are exempt. And the Bryce was teaching us that if you are guarding the body, even if it's not your relative, you are exempt. Okay, now we have another question on the Mishnah. So the inference from the Mishnah is, Meso Umishamro in, seems to be that if it's either your dead body, so your relative that passed away and is not yet buried, or if you're guarding the body, in, yes, that is where you are exempt. But the inference would be, is that if you're walking through a cemetery, then you are not exempt from these mitzvot. But is, didn't we learn in a brisa? A person should not walk in a cemetery with tefillin on his head, or a sefer Torah, a Torah in his arms and reading from it. You are you are not allowed to do that. If you do do that, that one who mocks a poor person, one who mocks a poor person, um, curses his maker curses God. So we see very clearly that if, even if you're walking in the cemetery, you should still be, you're still exempt from all of these mitzvot because it is mocking to the deceased, to the dead people in the cemetery who can no longer do these mitzvot, so you are mocking them, which in turn is like as if, as if you are cursing God. So we seem to have this contradiction that our mission seems to, to infer that if you're just walking in a cemetery, you're not exempt, whereas the Brysa seem to say you are. So we answer, In the case of the cemetery, it's only when you're within four cubits, which is a measurement of about one and a half to two feet, so four cubits, so four times one and a half or two. Um, so it's only when you're within that close to, the, uh, to a grave that's when you're not allowed to do these mitzvot. That's when you're exempt from these mitzvot. But chutzla arba amos chayev. But as long as you're outside of the four cubits, you are actually obligated in the mitzvot. The Omar Mar, as Master said, meis tofes arba amos lekriyashma. That a dead body um, seizes four amos when it comes to shema. 
meaning within four amos, four cubits of the dead body or of a grave, you're not allowed to say Shema. Whereas um, Hacha, whereas here, in the case of where it's, you're either guarding a dead body or it's your relative who died and is not yet buried, in either of those cases, then Chutz Arba Amos Nami Pater, then even if you're outside of four cubits from within that area, you are still exempt from saying Shema. So now we're going to look at the entire um, text of the Brisa that we referred to, Gufa. So we are going to now cite a, um, a, uh, an entirety of a text that we had quoted from. Hamishamerasame, um, if you are guarding a dead body, so even though it's your, not your dead body, so it's not your relative, you are exempt from saying Shema and from praying and from tefillin. And from every mitzvah that is written in the Torah. But if there were two people guarding a dead body, one guards and the other one goes out and says Shema. And then when he returns, the other one guards, he regards, and the other one goes to say Shema. Ben Azay Omer, Ben Azay goes a step further and says, If they were on a boat with a dead body, they can leave the dead body in one corner, and both of them can leave to the other corner to pray. Now, what's the difference in these opinions? What 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 is Ben Azai adding? So Amar Avina, Avina explains the difference between them is is so we have to worry about the possibility of mice. Mar Savar on the one that says that um, you'd have to still leave somebody guarding even if you're on a boat. They believe that you have to worry about mice getting to the dead body. Umar whereas Ben Azahu says both of them can leave and leave the body unattended, feels that you do not have to worry about the possibility of mice on a boat. Okay, now that we've been talking about the, the, the respect that we show a dead body, we're going to talk more about this concept. We are at the, I believe, the second colon on the page. Um, the words Tanu Rabbanon, one, two, three, four, four lines down in the wide lines. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis taught, If you are bringing human bones from one place to another, um, you shall not put them into a sack, and then put them on the donkey, and ride on the bones. Because that you would be... Um, doing something disgraceful with them. But if you are fearful of non-Jews, or from robbers, and you want to be able to move very quickly on your donkey, then you are permitted to ride on top of the bones. And just like we said with bones, so did we say with a Torah scroll. Now, what did we say with the Torah scroll? Ahai. What, what about, what from that brysa, was, did we say also about a Torah scroll? Aresha, Elema Aresha, if you're going to say that we're referring to the first part that says that you cannot ride on the bones, and then the idea would be is, and so too by a Sefer Torah, Pshita, that's obvious. It's obvious that if you can't ride on bones, you can't ride on a Torah. Nigara Sefer Torah, Mayat Samos, is there any reason to assume that a Sefer Torah you should be allowed to treat in a more degrading way than bones? Ella, a sefer, rather, it must be going on the second part of the brisa. 
And what it's saying is that just like with the bones, if you're in danger, you can ride on top of them. So too, the Torah, if you're in danger, you could ride on top of it. Okay. Um, a little bit more about respect for the dead. Amar Rachava, Amar Abihuda Rachava said in the name of Abihuda. If you see a dead body moving and you do not escort it, you are going to transgress the verse that says that one who mocks the poor curses God. Um, the poor, again, being the person that is dead. You're mocking them by not escorting them. It's as if you curse God. And if you did escort the the, the, the deceased, what is your reward? Ravasi Ravasi says, The Pasuk, the verse says about him, he lends to Hashem the person that is gracious to the poor. Um, and the one who respects God is gracious to the poor. Okay. Um, so now we're going to talk more about proper respect to the dead, specifically in a cemetery. We're walking in the cemetery. And the techelta, so the blue threads or the tzitzis, the fringes of Rabbi Yochanan, were dragging on the gravestones. Amr al-Rabbiya said to him, lift up your tzitzis, so that the dead do not say, tomorrow these people will be coming to us, and yet now they are mocking us. Um, now, Omar Leh, now Rabbi said, said back to Rabbi Chiyah, do the dead really know that much? Um, do the dead even know that my sitsis are dragging on their graves? But doesn't the verse say, that the dead don't know anything at all? So Amar Leh, said back to him, in Karisa lo Shanisa, if you've read that verse once, you did not do it a second time. And if you read it a second time, you did not read it a third time. And if you read it a third time, you never under you never explained it correctly. What is the true explanation? So this is going back to the beginning of that verse where it says the living know that they will die. And this is a reference to the righteous who, while they, when they are dead, are still considered alive, are still called alive. And the idea is, is that they know that they're going to die one day and therefore live their lives consciously. And then the next part of the verse is, and the dead don't know anything at all. That's a reference to those that are dead while they are alive. The wicked, the wicked do not know anything at all. So it has nothing to do with dead people knowing anything. It's a talk of, it's a contrast of the wicked and the righteous. Okay, we'll stop here for today. We um, reconciled a Mishnah and several Brisas and different inferences um, about if the dead is right in front of you, if it's a relative versus a non-relative, if you're guarding it, when you can leave it, and so on and so forth. We went through all of that. Then we talked about an important idea about mocking the dead not doing mitzvot in front of the dead, and we talked about the guidelines for that. Um, then we talked about proper respect to bones and safer Torahs and to Torahs. Um, we talked about escorting the dead. 
then we finished off with that story about the tzitzis dragging and um, whether the dead really know what's going on in the world or not. Okay, we'll stop here. Um, take good care.